Hey there, I'm Jen Thoden, and welcome to another episode of Your Color Style. I am your host, and this is the place to be to create your most stylish and confident you. In this episode, we're going to have uh, three parts. The first part is I'm going to answer a question from my viewers and audience and listeners on the podcast. And if you have a question related to color and style or even personal development, um, as far as like self-image and that kind of a thing, send your questions to support at yourcolorstyle.zendesk.com. If when you go and send an email to my Zendesk system, it won't get lost. I'm give you lots of emails. And if you send it to any of the other emails that you see online, it is possible that I won't get to it. So that's the best way to get a question to me so that I can answer it on the show. All right. Uh, so we're going to answer a question. I have a color analysis case study, which is always fun. And then I'm going to share, as always, a personal story and hopefully something that will connect with you and help you uh, apply something to your life and make it just a little bit better. All right, so let's go ahead and get started with the question. The question for this episode comes to me from a YouTube channel, and it's the question is, can people with warm undertones wear cool colors? And I would add on to that question to say, can people with cool undertones wear warm colors? So before I, I jump in, I'm going to show a visual. So if you're listening to this on the podcast, I'll be descriptive as possible, but you may want to check out the video later if this, if this topic interests you. Just in case you don't know what an undertone is, uh, it is the underlying warmth or coolness of a person. Everybody has a certain level of either they're either more warm or more cool. Sometimes you may feel neutral. However, you'll still be one or the other. You'll still be, uh, still have warm undertones or cool undertones. And really what this is, is just an indicator to help you decide ahead of time what colors are likely going to look good on you or better than others. It's not a hard core rule of thumb. There may be colors that you just absolutely love and you just don't care what your undertones are and that's perfectly fine. But when you're trying to figure out what colors are really going to enhance your natural coloring and tone, knowing what your undertones are and understanding what colors you should and shouldn't wear as a general rule will really help when you're shopping and getting dressed and helping you to see what's really making a difference in your appearance. So for someone who has warm undertones, they typically have um, a yellowness or goldenness to their skin. Um, actually, you can't tell in the video because the lighting always makes me look very cool. But believe it or not, I have very warm undertones. My skin is very yellow and golden, and my eyes are a mix of, of green and yellow, and I have golden hair, and I'm just, I have golden undertones. Uh, a person can also be much deeper and still have that golden undertone. And so if you have that yellow, that golden undertone, you're typically warm and you have warm undertones. Okay. Uh, if you have olive skin tone or a, a fair pinkness to your skin, or if you're very, very dark, you may even have a blue cast to your skin. And that means that you have cool undertones. Now, yes, I did say olive and a lot of people mistake that for having warm undertones, and then they can't figure out why the colors don't look good on them. It's because you actually have cool undertones. So with that said, 
does someone that has warm undertones, can they wear cool colors? And then I'll reverse it and ask the same question. Can someone with cool undertones wear warm colors? Now, what you'll discover is that someone with warm undertones has far more tolerance for wearing cool colors versus someone who has cool undertones can hardly wear any warm colors. It's, it's uh, almost offensive. Um, I'm, I'm not exactly sure why that is. My gut tells me is that we as human beings naturally have more cool tones in us, what, regardless if we're warm or cool. You know, our veins have blue in them and green, green in them, and uh, there's just other colors in us naturally. And I think that if you're more cool, you kind of exclude some of those warm colors. And if you're warm, you still have some cool colors to, to pull from. So I'm going to show you the color wheel, just one of them. And in your color style, there's two different color wheels. There's soft and there's bright. For this explanation, I'm just going to use the bright color wheel um, to explain what colors a person with warm undertones can wear. And the same for someone with cool undertones and kind of explain, explain that. So I'm going to uh, share my screen now and we shall look at the color wheel. All right, so this is the bright color wheel, and you'll notice that there's a line that goes through the center of it. And to the upper left are the warm colors of the color wheel, and down in the lower right are the cool colors of the color wheel. Warm ranges from pink to a limey green, like a spring green, a yellowy green. And cool ranges from um, like a magenta, like a hot pink, not really hot pink if you're soft, but um, like a purpley pink through magenta, all, all the blues, all the way around to green. And yes, believe it or not, green is considered a cool color. This is actually a very common uh, misunderstanding, but it, it is actually a cool color. So some with cool undertones can wear green because it's a cool color. So rule of thumb is when you're looking at this color wheel, um, if you have warm undertones, you can wear all of the colors on the warm side of the color wheel. And if you have cool undertones, you can wear all of the colors on the cool side of the color wheel. Okay. Now you may look at this bright color wheel and think, I don't really want to wear any of these colors. And that might be because you have soft coloring and these colors are too intense for you. Um, the other thing is that this is the full range of colors, and most people really can't tolerate the full range. It's typically that you, the lighter colors might be too light for you and, and wash you out, or the darker colors might be too dark for you and just overpower you. But again, we're just talking about just theory in general of what colors each type of person can wear. Okay, so um, for when you're looking at the color wheel, you're going to notice that there are stars on this color wheel. And those are the universal colors. Those are the colors that anyone can wear regardless of their undertones. So notice that for someone who has warm undertones, again, you can wear all the colors on the warm side, plus all the colors that have stars on the cool side. So you'll see that um, you can wear true green, uh, emerald green, your cyans and baby blues, your true blues, purple, and uh, and so on. So those are cool colors, and yet for someone with warm undertones, you can still wear them. And that should make sense because I would bet you, no matter what undertone you are, teal and those kind of colors look really great on you because, believe it or not, teal looks good on everybody. It's a universal color. 
Okay, now when you look at it in from the terms of someone with cool undertones, again, you can wear all the colors on the cool side of the color wheel, and then there are only three colors on the warm side that are considered universal. You have your pink, your true red, and you got to be careful because as soon as it starts to lean with a little bit too much yellow into more of a tomato red, it doesn't look good on someone with cool undertones. So it has to be really a true, true red, and then true yellow. And yes, even though those are those seem to be pretty hot colors, someone with cool undertones can definitely wear a true yellow or a true red and definitely pink. Okay, so I hope that answers your question. There's a lot more to it as far as what colors are going to look best on you. So check out yourcolorstyle.com. There's a lot of information around the methodology behind the system. You can also learn where you can get more information, how you can go through a quiz. That's that's free. You can download an ebook to get more information. You can always sign up for a personal color analysis and you can even order your color fans and color wheels. So yeah, you can even order this color wheel and have it on hand for yourself. Okay. So please check that out. And again, if you have a question like this, um, please go ahead and submit it to support at yourcolorstyle.zendesk.com. And you can also comment on the video. I read the comments and I include those comments and questions in other episodes. All right. So now it's time to look at a case study um, of an individual who's given me permission to share with you her color analysis. Okay. So this is Kim and she's given me permission to use her analysis as a case study. Kim actually is also one of my color stylists on my team and she is very talented and very awesome. And uh, so I thought that I would share this with you. So this is her cover. By the way, I'm sharing the actual ebook that you receive when you get a professional color analysis done. So you're, it's a little bit of a different format for the video, but I wanted to share the ebook because if you're interested in getting this kind of um, analysis, you may want to see a final product. So so let's go ahead and, and, and look at Kim. Let me zoom in just a tiny bit here. And that might have been a little bit too much. Can we just go back a little bit? There we go. So the first step in your color style is to determine if someone is soft or bright. And the, what, the way that we do this, we do this actually in a couple different ways. One of the ways that we do this is we put the photo inside of the soft color wheel and the bright color wheel. And we also paint the lips a, a soft true red and a bright true red. And right away, that will give you a very good sense. Give us, it gives us a very good sense of if a person can tolerate true clear colors or they really need softer colors. And you might see right away by looking at this screen that she, uh, Kim looks much more natural and calm and put together in the soft color wheel. And the bright color wheel... What happens is, is those bright colors just literally pop off of her, and it's not in a flattering way. And if she were to wear these colors about, she would probably look painted, and the colors just wouldn't look strong. You wouldn't necessarily, she may not necessarily look bad, but you won't feel compelled to necessarily say, wow, you look really great today. You look really pretty today. Instead, it might be the color that you notice instead. So she is definitely soft. So the colors that she wears are colors that have some gray added to them to soften the colors. Okay. And let's go on to the next page here. The next phase, the next step is to decide if the person is cool or warm. And so what we do again is we put the face among 
soft, well, in this case, soft, because she is soft, soft and cool colors, colors that a person with warm undertones cannot really wear at all, okay? And that's that's the trick here. We're, we're putting, we're draping colors that are really exclusive to each of the undertones. So these colors here that you see, they're, they're kind of cool blues, purpley blues, and, and magentas. Those are colors that only really a person with cool undertones can wear and look really good in. And then on the right, with the warm colors, we've got soft reds, corals, peaches, oranges, golden yellows. And those are colors that only someone with warm undertones would look good in. And so when you see the, the comparison, and I'm, by the way, we also changed the lips uh, to a nice soft cool color and a soft warm color and that also gives a really clear picture if a person is cool or warm and she looks very natural in the soft and warm colors in the soft and cool it almost looks like it kind of ages her a little bit she looks a little gray the um, darkness under her eyes seems to be more enhanced and she just it, she looks off doesn't look right and in the warm she just looks really natural. She looks, looks very comfortable. And it's funny because you can actually see her sweater underneath the colors. And she's wearing a soft orangey peach sweater. So I think she already kind of intuitively knew what her colors were. But it's always nice to have clarity and to learn what other colors you can actually wear once you figure out your color type. So that's always nice. So she is soft, warm, and medium. And the reason that we say medium is because she is not super fair where you would say uh, she, she is um, soft, warm, and light. The rule of thumb is you want to wear colors that are no darker than your darkest feature. She doesn't have super, super deep coloring like dark, dark hair, dark eyebrows, or dark eyes, but she's certainly not super fair either. So she's medium. And what that means is when you're looking at the color wheel, you want you can go as dark as B, which is the second ring in the full color wheel. In this case, um, we we put into the ebook your customized color wheel of just your colors, so you can see how they relate to each other, and notice that um, there's lots of cool colors that she can wear, as well as all of the warm colors up to this darkest color here. Also in the ebook, uh, you get your your full color palette. It's just a different way of looking at your colors along with your warm neutrals. So even though those are a lot of colors, you still have many warm neutrals to choose from, like camel and medium gray and that kind of a thing, okay? And then near the end, we, we give you three best colors. And so I really love the soft pink on her. I just think that she looks very pretty in that. Soft turquoise, it's a, it's, um, a, a medium color on her. And then... I just think she looks amazing in the rusty, deeper colors as well. So she's got a full range of colors to choose from. We just chose three that she could see um, looked good on her. And so she is good to go. And with her color analysis, she also gets her color fan. So she's going to get the soft and warm color fan. If you want to know more about getting your colors done uh, by my team and by myself, just visit yourcolorstyle.com and you'll see a link for your professional color analysis and you can learn all about it and get signed up. And that does include your color fans. So you get the full, the full spectrum from the colors to the ebook to your actual fan that you can shop with when you, you, you have it in your purse and stuff. So it's pretty awesome. Just between you and me, 
Remove the weeds from your life. I have a quote. It's from the book, The Pumpkin Plan by um, Michael Michalowicz. I probably butchered that name a little bit. Bad, rotten pumpkins suck nutrients from good pumpkins and stunt their growth. Bad, rotten clients distract you, drain your resources, and cost you money. Now, this book is really geared towards building a business and growing your client base and making more money and all that kind of stuff. But it is, in my opinion, directly related to every aspect of your life. We have these weeds in our life that suck the life and energy out of you and literally stunt your growth. So you could look at this in in two different, in two many different ways, and I'm sure you'll start to find parallels as I go down this 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 story and this path. Uh, you could look at it as just looking at your closet and seeing the clothes that you just don't like, they don't fit you, they're the wrong colors, and or your, or your closet is just simply a mess, and every time you open it, it literally sucks the energy right out of you. And it's very difficult to grow, to be more like yourself, to, to feel good about yourself when you have these weeds in your closet. But I really want to talk more on a personal level because I think that this is something that we ignore or we, we focus on the physical aspects of our life and not so much on other parts of our life that could have a direct impact on how we look and feel about ourselves and our lives. So I'm going to get a little personal here. Um, this is actually about my brother's ex-wife now. Um, and... This is not to, you know, trash her publicly out on a podcast, but this is to explain this particular oh, story, this, this weed that was in our lives, if you will. Now, can you relate to having someone in your life that just literally sucks the life out of you? And makes you feel like shit, honestly. And yet, for some reason, typically because there's someone that is, uh, you know, a family member maybe, or it's been a long lifetime friend, that you feel like you need to put up with it, and you just kind of take it. But every time you're around this person, you're, you, you, you dread it. In fact, when you're done interacting with that person, you've, you feel awful. You feel exhausted. You just, you need to like, you need to recharge, you need a nap nap or something or a drink, I don't know, but it's just so hard to be around this person. And we put ourselves through this and it can really bring you down. They may not even know that they're doing it, but these are typically the people that are all consuming about themselves and they have that victim personality and just everything, it's everybody else's fault. It could be your fault. And you just, you don't know what to do with this person. They literally suck the life out of you. It's like poison. It's like they're just full of negativity and just bring you down. I remember when I would visit or have a visit from, um, and I'll call her Emily. It's not her name. I'll call her Emily so that we have a name to this, to this person. Emily would come to visit. And don't get me wrong. We had a lot of fun together. There are, we had, there's always good, good, 
times, right? And bad times. And we did have fun together. And, and so I used to use that as the reason why I wanted her to visit. Now, my brother couldn't visit the time, but she would like to come out to, to visit. And it would always be the, a scenario where I was always, I couldn't be myself. I couldn't be myself and I, and I couldn't relax because I always feared that whatever I said would be the wrong thing. She was the kind of personality that had absolutely no problem letting you know how she felt about something. And if she disagreed with you, she'd let you have it and scold you like a child and just berate you because she obviously must be right and whatever I would say obviously must be wrong. And there was no constructive conversation around whatever it was. And this wasn't necessarily deep, meaningful uh discussions, if you will, that she would disagree with. It could be anything. And she, and, and she just launched herself down my throat. And I am not someone who likes a lot of confrontation. That's something that I'm working on as far as just my own personal, you know, growth and self value. Um, I, I have the, for full transparency, I'm the kind of person that likes to be liked. I can I do care. So, you know, even when I get, like, hate comments on my videos and uh, comments in, in emails and stuff, I, I really do care. I actually take it very personally. And that's something that I actually have to work on because I shouldn't um, always take everything so personally because I like, to, I like to be liked. And I do care that I'm, I'm liked. And so whenever this person, this Emily, would, like, you know, rip me apart, I would just feel completely defeated. And I would actually go down the path of what did I say wrong? It took a while. It took a few years to finally start to see that it's not me. And I, and, and, and I would put myself through this <laughs> um, unnecessary pain and questioning and self-doubt simply because of this one person. And it came to, I came to realize that everything that she said was just her opinion. She has every right to have to her opinion. But for goodness sakes, so do I. And the more and more I started to kind of step back and remove myself from the relationship and start to see things a little bit more clearly is when I started to realize that she is all kinds of drama. It's all about somebody else's fault. She is always the victim. Bad things are always happening to her. She complains about it all the time. And there's just nothing positive or productive about the relationship. And so I stopped, I stopped calling her for a while. I stopped calling her. And, and then the, when she finally did call me after several months, she, before she made assumptions that I was uh, not speaking to her because I was, I must've been mad at her about something. I don't even know what she was talking about because I'm not mad at her. I just don't want to be around her. And then she starts going into her, vector, her her typical victim personality. And I finally said, I've had enough. I've had enough. I've had enough of the, of the drama and being accused of things that aren't my fault. And I don't wish to continue this relationship anymore. And it, it was really hard for me. It was hard for me because this was my brother's wife at the time. And so you have that family obligation that you should be friends with this person. You should continue a relationship with this person. But you know what? I, I just couldn't. And I was done. And I, and I decided that I 
don't need anyone's permission to exclude people from my lives, to pull those weeds out of my life, to make room for people that are that are positive, that do lift me up, that do support me and love me. And I therefore want to reciprocate and support them and love them. And so I, I pulled that weed out and made room for people that add more value to my life. I encourage you to do the same thing. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying go out and fire all your friends and fire all your family members that drive you crazy. I just think that we can be more selective with who we hang out with and who we choose to have relationships with and how frequently we do so. Obviously, it's very difficult if it's a family member, no doubt. And if you can't end the relationship, maybe you can remove yourself from it a little bit to give yourself some space to be more you, to be to get those negative thoughts and words away from you and to start making space for people that do support you and love you for who you are and not wanting to bring you down to their level, but more of helping raise you up to theirs. I hope this helps. Thank you so much for watching and listening to this week's episode of Your Color Style. Again, I'm Jen Thoden, your host. If you like this video, please subscribe. And if you're listening to it on the on a, as a podcast, please subscribe as well. If you have comments, you can comment on the video or you can also visit the, visit the blog at yourcolorstyle.com. The episode will be posted there and you can also comment on the that post. And of course, while you're there, subscribe to the Your Color Style newsletter and you'll receive weekly updates from me, which includes style tips and outfit ideas and any other kind of product release that's going on at that time. And remember, there is nothing more attractive than a woman who is comfortable in her own skin and accepting of her true self. Dare to be exactly who you are.